Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 36 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here live from Hawaii, I guess, with, um, <laughs> with Michael. Uh, Michael Coglan, is that how you say your name? Uh, Coglan, yeah, Coglan? it's close enough. Cool, I appreciate you hopping on this call. Uh, so, where in Hawaii are you, actually? Um, I'm actually on the big island, um, the actual island called Hawaii. I live in Hilo, and so um, it's the second largest city in Hawaii. Okay, cool. So, so the reason why I wanted to have you on this show today, uh, I was originally going to wait until you got out here to, to Chiang Mai, but I've been following your progress thread on Anton's forums, and even I was really inspired, and I figured, you know, why not have you on now while it's in the works, and there's a lot of excitement going on. Uh, yep. So, in today, I basically want to talk about three main things. Um, the first is how you're making money through your job shipping stores. Second is how you figured out how to make money writing uh, for hotels. That, that's, I think that's pretty cool. And third, what your, your plans are because you live you know, in Hawaii. Actually, you know what? let's start with that. If you live in such a great place like Hawaii, what makes you want to move out to Thailand? Um, you know, and, and I think you know, that is the thing. I am trading, you know, from my house, I can literally drive to the beach and like 10 minutes, maybe, maybe, maybe five, you know, without traffic. Um, you know, we're in Chiang Mai, obviously I'm nowhere near beaches, but I think the thing is, is if I really want to grow this business, you know, I'm the only person that I know here in Hawaii doing this. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there are other people trying drop shipping in Hawaii, but I do not, I don't know them. You know, I can't hang out with them. I can't talk to them constantly. And so, um, I think just from a business standpoint, if I really, really want to kind of take my stores to the next level and have a nice passive income stream, I think I have to be around people who are trying to do that 24-7. And that definitely makes sense. And also, I'm assuming that you know, there will be less responsibility out here as well. I don't know what it's like in, in Hawaii, but out here, basically, you wake up, you, know, you go to a co-working space, and you just work on whatever business you're working on. Uh, and if you, when you get home, you know, your room is cleaned. Uh, if you're hungry, you just go to a restaurant. I mean, you never have to do any actual responsibilities. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a, a nice thing. I mean, the fact that I <laughs> never have to worry about laundry again, you know, I just drop it off, you know, I can eat out. I mean, I think that's that's definitely a nice thing. And also, I mean, the cost of living is pretty drastic from, you know, I mean, Hawaii is pretty expensive, especially compared to places like Thailand. You know, I've heard that the cost of food in Hawaii is ridiculously expensive. <laughs> um, yeah, on, on sale, the thing that always blows everyone's mind that I tell them is, uh, uh, milk, a gallon of milk on sale, on sale is like five fifty here in Hawaii, and uh, if it's not on sale, it could get as high as like nine ten dollars. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's that's definitely one thing. So you, I know you you have a kid. Are you are you married as well? I'm not. Um, I have a daughter who is okay. eleven months old, and so um, that is another reason that. You know, I got into this, and so um, I know a ton of people are, you know, usually single or what not to kind of have that uh, independent lifestyle. But the the other aspect that I find so intriguing about this is that 
you know, while it's great to have that independent lifestyle, it also would allow, you know, you know, parents just more time to spend with their kids, you know. You know, that's actually a great point. And that was the other reason why I wanted to have you on. You just have a really good overall story. You're not this, you know, young single guy who is just, you know, decided to give everything up and start traveling. You know, you actually have a family to think about. And you're absolutely right. Where if you're working on your business, let's say you, even if you work, ten, you know, eight hours a day, at least you can do it from home. And, you know, if your daughter wants to play or you want to, you know, just, t- you know, take a 15 or 30 minute break just to hang out, you can. Uh, unlike if you have to commute to your office, you know, work all day, and then you get home, you don't, you don't see your your kids at all. Oh, for sure. I mean, just a kind of example of like a normal day for me. Um, uh, I personally am a bit of a night owl just because while my daughter's up, I mean, she's making noise and stuff. It is harder to work unless I leave the house, and I think the goal is to try to spend more time with her. And if I'm leaving the house to go to, you know, an office or you know, a library or whatever. Uh, for eight hours a day that kind of defeats the purpose and so you know I'll usually probably wake up around like 11 a.m. Um, and I'll have lunch I'll spend time with daughter with my girlfriend um, after that I'll answer some emails I'll work on desk for a little bit and then I will uh, have dinner you know um, go off like an afternoon walk take her to the playground do all kinds of stuff like that um, when I come back you know we'll have dinner uh, and then that's actually when I actually start to go to work. And so right around 9 p.m. is when I start working. Um, and I'll work 9 p.m. to about 2 a.m. Sometimes it's super inspired. I worked about 4 a.m. Um, and I pass out and I, you know, kind of do it all over again just because at night, at least if I'm working at home, it's, you know, peace and quiet. Everyone's sleeping. No one's bothering me. Uh, get the most work done. I like it. Sounds like a like an ideal day. So what were you doing for work before you gone into online business? Um, well, I had two things, I guess. This is actually, the online business is actually, I guess, my second business I've ever started. Okay. Um, my first business, first off, um, I was a Division One volleyball coach, uh, assistant volleyball coach. Um, I started off coaching here in Hawaii at a Division Two, and our teams did pretty well, so we got offered a couple of Division One jobs mm-hmm. as a coaching staff. Um, I got to travel to Maryland, to South Carolina, and to Ohio, all to coach for uh, Division One programs. And every program we uh, coached at, we left it in a better place um, before moving on to, I guess, a kind of a bigger and better job. Mm-hmm. And um, during my stay in Maryland, um, I actually, along with my the head coach who I was working with, we started up uh, a volleyball club, the first volleyball club ever and only to be sponsored by Under Armour. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I didn't know Under Armour is actually founded in Maryland. And so um, they didn't, you know, Nike has a volleyball team. Adidas has a volleyball team sponsor. They didn't have a team like that. And so we pitched the idea to them and we got them to back us. And um, when that happened, I had this kind of dream of building this huge facility, like a huge sports complex um, with like four volleyball courts, you know, indoor basketball court, indoor turf field, just the whole works, um, and running the volleyball club out of there. And long story short, I accomplished it. I, um, I didn't get any investors. I found all the funding without having to pay anyone back. Um, I didn't owe a debt to anyone. It was me and two other partners. Um, and unfortunately, one of the partners, uh, we were probably, in the first six months, we had over $600,000 in revenue. Um, and the third partner who I didn't know that well, but he, he was from Maryland, 
do the area well. It was my son, head coach, and his third partner. He unfortunately got a bit greedy and tried to force us out of the business. And everything ended up collapsing, you know, kind of selling off our stuff. And that's the main reason why I got into online uh, drop shipping or, or was the fact that I didn't want to have to worry about partners for a while, you know. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. <clears throat> it's, Just it's nice to be, shipping, be your own boss. Your, your success is, yeah, I mean, your success counts on you. If you put in 12 hours a day for two weeks straight, that's your choice. If you work an hour a day for two months straight to take longer to get results, that's your choice. But it's all on you. Um, and that's really what drew me to this program. Yeah, I like it. All right. So you're saying that the reason why you, you got into dropshipping is because you know you wanted to be your own boss. And you wanted you know really just to take control of your own, I guess, financial destiny. Uh, I, I, I absolutely agree that not having partners uh, really it forces you to do, to do the work. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people fail is they expect other people to do the work for them. And it's a, it's a big mindset change when, you, when you're stuck in a situation and you know that you have to really be personally responsible to, to do the work. Um, what, why do you think that you are successful with your stores and a lot of people aren't? Um, I would think that... I mean, I, I think a couple of things. Um, one, I think I, I personally try to reach out to people who have been there and done it before. Um, I wouldn't say, I guess, like a mentor kind of program, but I definitely want to hear how everyone's kind of stores are unique in their own way mm-hmm. to kind of pick and choose, you know, the kind of things that I think will work for my particular stores. Um, and then I guess the other thing is just, the kind of driving force I have is that if I want to make, I mean, I obviously have a family to take care of um, and I have to be able to support them. I think, you know, the way I I view them being, you know, that they should be supported and that's Mm -hmm. giving them everything that they could ever possibly want. Um, And that really drives me to work hard. You know, obviously some days I get lazy, but every time a new sale comes in or every time a new supplier that I've been really wanting approves me, you know, that kind of spark just kicks right back up and you pull out one of those, you know, 15-hour work days out of nowhere and um, you get a ton done. Yeah, you know what's crazy is, so I've been, my stores have been around for about a year now and for a while I was coasting. I think if anyone checked my blog between November to, I would say, February, <laughs> I was kind of just on, <laughs> on vacation mode. I was traveling around like Cambodia, Vietnam and I, I was still maintaining, I was still doing some work, but during that time I honestly didn't really try to grow any of my businesses. And yep. it was actually after reading your thread on Anton's forums that I kind of kind of kicked me in the butt. You know, I was excited again. And last night I stayed up until, you know, it wasn't even that late. It was probably like 1030 at night. But because of the time zone difference, I couldn't call new suppliers until the middle of the night. And yep. I got approved by uh, another supplier. And this morning, you know, I filled out the applications. I just sent it in right before this call. And now I'm excited again because I have another, you know, 40 products I can add to my sites. Yep. And, and I completely feel you on that. Because uh, Hawaii is six hours behind. Most of my suppliers, for some reason, happen to come from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, staying up to 3 a.m. to call them at 9 a.m. right when they open, you know, to try to <laughs> get a crack at them. So I feel you on that time difference. And But it's I think it's worth it. I mean, it would be easier if I was let's say I was in Texas or something, or even back in California and I was in the same time zone. But when I'm there, it's, I'm not more productive. I mean, even though I have access to call and, you know, whenever I want, 
when I'm out here, I want it. I want it bad enough where I'm willing to stay up until midnight. I'm, I'm willing to wake up at 6 a.m. once in a while to make these calls. Uh, and I, and I think that that is one of the reasons why you know, even though technically it's harder for people in, in a different time zone, often they're more successful because they just want it hard, bad enough. Oh, and I would agree. I mean, the, I think the added bonus to staying up is that you've obviously got to do something with that time. If you just pop in a movie, there's a chance you might fall asleep. Well, if you're staying up, working on your stores, et cetera, as you're you know, waiting to make that call, I think you end up getting more work done as well. I definitely agree with that. So, you know, so there's a lot of people on these forums. So for those, those who haven't actually checked the site, you can go to AntonMethod.com. Uh, how, how actually did you find his dropshipping course? Um, to be honest, I cannot remember. Um, it might have been Warrior uh, Forums. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I might have just been... Um, really what happened was after that kind of that main volleyball business, I just realized, like, ah, we got to split. This partnership isn't going to work. It's all going to go down in flames if we go and, you know, stay in any longer. Um, I just was kind of on the on the internet one night, just kind of cruising through and looking and... Um, happened to stumble across it and you know it's just the pit i mean everything seemed genuine to me and i was like you know what? give it a shot i know it has the money back guarantee and um it has delivered 10 times 100 times you know what i expected i would be getting out of the course i mean i literally cannot be more grateful that i happened to find uh the anton method you know i see so many people on the forums and a lot of the people that post on there actively are one you know ones that are either just starting out or they're you know, asking questions and they're like, and they're not making any sales yet. And the people that actually do make sales, I actually don't see them post ever. So it, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you're one of the people who, you know, is making sales and actually still helping other people out. Uh, and what made you decide to do that instead of just kind of hoarding it or just, you know, leaving it alone? Um, really it was probably because of you and Anton. Um, first off, I mean, with you, when I first started off, um, you know, I didn't sign up through your blog or anything like that. I found your blog afterwards, and I I checked that daily um, and stuff. But you didn't know me at all. You didn't know anything about me, and I asked for your help. And you took the time out of your day to go on to my site and give me a full critique of what I needed to do. Um, and then secondly was was Anton. I was actually just looking this up right before the call. Um, I have an email like list of him uh i guess back and forth with him where we we've broken a hundred back and forth emails and that's just a single like thread wow um and the fact that you know like like he could have just taken the money he has a great program even without emailing me um and it would have been worth it but the fact that he went above and beyond to write me personally that many times and again it's much more than that. That's just the longest thread I personally found. And we have multiple threads going. Um, like just how someone could want to help a person they don't even know that much was such a different feeling from my partnership that just went sour for my old business that, um, you know, I just, I want to try to do the same for, the, you know, as much as I can help people. And I definitely think that your thread is helping people because, so what it is uh, for those, you know, who aren't part of the program is when you sign up for Anton, Anton's course, you get access to the private member forums. And uh, people started pro- posting these progress threads. <laughs> Unfortunately, they all called the same thing. They're all called, 
my yeah, progress step my by progress step so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a little bit hard to to <laughs> to find um, differentiate them, but they're really nice because I mean people will you know basically outline every single step they did. I'm I'm looking at yours right now, and you started it in September second, two thousand thirteen. So that's how many months ago is that? It's about what seven months ago, eight months ago. I think uh, yeah, eight. Yeah, and you know. I mean, the first sentence says, hi, all, my name is Michael, and I just joined last night. I was born and raised in Hawaii and looking to try my hand at something different in the internet marketing world. And it goes on and on. And basically, you know, people welcome you. Then you started stating what you did. You know, you're like, okay, yep. today, start my website, added the content, added in 10 categories, you know, put five products, yada, yada. And it's been going on for, you know, eight months, and you still, and you still uh, update it. But like pretty often, like almost every day, I see. Yeah, I try to do at least every other day, and I try to post in the forums for sure at least every other day. Sometimes I, it's you know a couple of days long, but I try to get every other day at least. And what I really like about these threads is, like even for me, I forgot what I did a year ago when I started. But it's really easy to go back or just send someone like let's say someone just starting out. Uh, if they asked me, hey, you know, what should I do today? You know, what should I do after this step? I actually won't remember. But I can tell them, hey, just look at my thread, and they can see exactly what I did, and they can basically replicate it with their own niche. Oh, for sure, and and that's something I actually like as well. Is uh, I actually I probably reread re- re- your thread probably once every six weeks or so, just because you know, is there something I missed? You know, did Johnny do something differently? You know, some et cetera, et cetera. And surprisingly enough, I still find things that my stores don't have that yours do. Um, every time I read through it, so it's it's a something I think everyone should do just every now and, now and then. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea uh, to you know basically just follow someone else's success. Is like with with like the Anton's course. Uh, I think the people that do well are the ones that just follow it. Just you know they watch the videos. They're like, okay, let me just do exactly what he's saying. And yep. the the people that don't do well often they're trying to take a shortcut right from the beginning. Yeah, and and I would agree. And that's um, you know. Like one of my stores right now, um, Anton always says to really, you know, get down to like a specific product. Um, and I told him, you know, I'm going to try a department style store, um, which sells a ton of products. Um, and for example, like my AdWords for some reason has just exploded over the last like month. And what was a profitable store has turned like barely into the red because I have, you know, I've been spending like Eighty to a hundred dollars a day on AdWords. Wow, that's a lot, actually. Uh, yeah, and but if I just you know I was doing a little bit of you know kind of research into my store, I was just letting it go um, just to see because I think you have to test things every now and then. And if I had cut out just a single kind of collection, uh, as I have about twelve on top of my site, okay. if I just cut out a single one, I would have been in the green a thousand dollars. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, and if I cut out like a couple others, I would have been right around. Two thousand to twenty-five hundred dollars. So I mean, it's just you know, knowing that I really do recommend to everyone focus in on a single product. Now that I've been through it, but also, I mean, it does make sense that you know, by you starting with this kind of department style, you know, store. So an example of that would be like an Overstock.com where they sell everything. Uh, it, the I guess the good thing about that is you got to see what does sell, and then you can niche down from there. Um, for sure, and I think that's like something. My best seller right now, where I get about eighty percent of my sales, I never would have guessed. You know, that would have been it. I, I never would have thought this would sell well, um, but because I had this huge department style store, um, 
I guess I found out. The thing I would caution people is, you know, if you want to try the department style store, that's fine. Um, but I'd recommend keeping it at one store. I had opened up to five stores at one point. Um, but a department, like a store with 12 collections basically is a store. It's basically 12 stores. I mean, <laughs> you know, try to focus in on, on one at first and then move on to others if you're going to go that big that quickly. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And for people that are doing a U.S.-based uh, dropship store, I, I really think there's no reason to to go that route because it's just too much. And you don't want to have to blow all your money on, on ads because a lot of people that start this don't have a huge you know wallet to you know, to mess around with. They want, you know, they have 500 bucks to get started and they're like, okay, well, let me make some money before I actually start, you know, spending money on ads. So I do think that in that case, you know, it's a better idea just to just to have one niche that you're in control of it so it doesn't, you know, get out of control. Uh, but for people that actually are from other countries and they're starting a store, let's say in Australia or, or the Europe, and they're not sure if they can find dropship suppliers just because there's not as many out there. Sometimes mm-hmm. I actually do recommend that they start with a kind of a generic, you know, overstock style store uh, just to get suppliers and, and you know, see if they, they can even, you know, see if they can find um, dropship suppliers in the niches that they're looking for. Oh, and I would have to assume that the competition's got to be a little bit has to be less in, in some of the, the foreign countries. And so that's that's definitely a plus as well. Oh, there's almost no competition. I mean, uh, yeah. we're, we're taking a look. My girlfriend is from South Africa, and she was looking into, into starting a dropship store there. And there's literally only three websites that, <laughs> that sell you know, anything <laughs> online. Uh, so nice. if she became the fourth, I mean, you know, and in the beginning, it's a lot harder to grow because it just doesn't have the infrastructure for it. But, I mean, it's like it's almost like saying... Imagine if you started e-commerce ten years ago before Amazon and Overstock, you know, got a foothold, and you could yep. have been, you know, you, instead of selling, starting with shoes, you could have started with, uh, actually no, sorry, yeah, instead of starting with shoes like Zappos or starting with books like Amazon, let's say you started with, you know, like whatever you sell, like furniture or something, and you became, and you slowly became the next Amazon. I mean, and if you started yep. ten years ago, there's a huge chance that could have happened. Oh, for sure. I completely agree. So the, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about today was, you know, I, I do want to get back to the dropshipping because I, I do think it's really interesting. For the, but for people who aren't, you know, even interested in dropshipping, the other way that you've figured out to make money online while you're working on these stores is super cool. Uh, and it's basically you're writing descriptions for hotels. How, how Can you tell me about that? Yeah. And so um, basically... So over this past month, when I saw my kind of AdWords explode, um, obviously with myself and a family to support, I can't be breaking even. You know, while I'm fine with that, for you know, kind of testing things, growing the business, moving in a better direction, just realistically, you have to be bringing money in to support your family. And um, I was looking at a couple other things online of what I could do. You know, I've never worked a you know really a day job like a like that. I don't want to do that. Um, and so I kind of fell upon Odesk and, uh, the reason I chose Odesk, there's, um, I think freelancer.com, but Odesk seems a lot more geared towards like native English speakers where freelancers, a lot more like people from India or other places, they just kind of drive the rate so low. It's not worth it for your time. Um, and so on Odesk, uh, basically all you do is you kind of just create a profile, take a couple English tests, uh, to show what you can do and it's completely free to you it's 
there's no there's no cost to sign up there's no like premium package or anything like that i mean it's completely free where freelancer actually takes money from you from every job uh ODS doesn't do that they take it from the employers instead and from there i just you get to choose 10 categories that you feel are your 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 biggest strengths in life um and i guess strengths and skills and based on those 10 categories it will tell you the most recent jobs posted and you can just scan through them um you know, and quite a few of them obviously aren't paying that great because they're hoping, I think, you know, you know, people from India or the Philippines or whatever will kind of grab them and take it at a much lower rate. Um, but the whole description job that I got was, um, I think it was 12 bucks per description for a 200 word description, which 200 words is, is nothing. You can write 10 of those or so in an hour. Um, no problem. And so this particular job was for all the hotels in Australia and um, that job actually just recently ended and I have a new hotel site I'm using the same the same person's hiring again at a raise this time and um, we're now doing all the hotels in Fiji and the great thing is if you happen to uh, land with a long-term employer it kind of just they keep bringing you back there's usually not more than a week break and it's all the work you can handle at once so if you want to just you know Go to the nearest coffee shop, sit down, set up shop, work for twelve hours straight, and you know rip out a hundred descriptions in a single day. You can do that, and then you're done for maybe a couple of days. Um, That's really cool. I mean, and so let's say somebody actually wanted to sit down and, and work for eight hours. I mean, how much can they actually get paid per hour doing that? Um, I think it depends. Like the the new job that I have in between right now pays um, about double, uh, but it's for twelve hundred words now. Um, and I sit down, my goal basically is in Chiang Mai, I want to have about $3,000 a month that I can just use for me and my family. I just don't want to worry about like, oh, I will have to budget this or budget that. It's just, if I want to go eat here, I'm going to eat there. If my family wants to stay in a nice place, we're going to stay in a nice place. Um, yeah, speaking of which, figured- the, uh, the, the, the hotel that you're looking at in Chiang Mai is awesome. It's brand new. It's, you know, yeah. on the coolest street. The mirror. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Blown away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is it! I've found it." Um, yeah. And and then, what was it like? Five hundred a month or something ridiculous? Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. I, like, how much? Like, uh, how much would a place like that in in Hawaii be? Well, on on my island, we're one of the, I guess the cheaper islands. Um, that would be. I can't see that going for under under a thousand um, before utilities and internet and all that stuff. I mean, after all that, that's probably up to fourteen hundred. Um, but on Oahu, uh, that kind of is where all the tourism is. I can't go in for under that one bedroom, 1500, 1800. I don't know. <laughs> it's a third of the price at least in, yeah. in Chiang Mai. It's I mean, crazy. A place like that, that's brand new. And also in such a good location in, in California, I would say it'd be at least 2000. And then in New yeah. York, that place would be at least 3000. And I doubt that's with the cleaning that they do twice a week or the laundry service you can add or all that stuff too. Yeah, that's definitely true. So, you know, it is it is great to have this. Uh, they call it location arbitrage, where you know you're still making a, like a basically a U.S. wage, but you can live out here and and work from wherever you want because there's no set hours or anything for that for that Odesk gig. No, and so basically what I do is uh, for this new gig, I work. My goal is basically just to get 100 bucks a day. I do that, and um, I I'm, I call it quits every now and then. If there's something like I want to get, um, like for example, I had to get my my girlfriend and my daughter needed their passports. 
um, they don't have any. And so I had to get um, the passports after, because in Hawaii, you have to expedite them because I still have to get the visas and everything for Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, came out to about 400 bucks. Okay. And so I just, for two days straight, I just doubled my work time and just to get paid. Um, but for 100 bucks a day for my current job, I work between two hours and 15 minutes to three hours like on a day if I'm not focused. And that will get me 100 bucks. And that is great. And that, that's actually more than a lot of people make <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> working a normal job. Yeah. Okay, right, so mean, I, I don't actually understand the these uh, hotel descriptions. So you're not actually going to the hotels. I mean, how, how do you get the information to, to write this? Um, so basically, um, every job will vary, but usually your client will give you, like for the hotel job, um, I was given a list of 10 hotels. And what I did was... Um, they tell you to go to the actual website and to kind of learn about it and then to write a new selling, compelling kind of description about it. Um, I kind of found out that if I did this myself, where I have to keep clicking back and forth between tabs and all that kind of stuff, um, a description would take me like 30 minutes. Okay. But if I had, for example, I had my girlfriend go beforehand. So if I get a list of 20, I'll watch my daughter for an hour, which is great because I get to spend some time with her. Uh, I'll take her to the park, do whatever, and my girlfriend will work for about an hour where she will just list like the main 15 things about the hotel. You know, how many bedrooms it has, is it a four-star, five-star hotel, is there dining nearby, that kind of stuff. Um, and then when I get back, that takes her about an hour for about 20 hotels. When I get back and I see that, and all I have to do is type in Word just looking at that, the hotel descriptions, you know, I rep them out in maybe five to ten minutes max each one. Oh, wow, um, okay. So it really, you know, both kind of work together. So together to do maybe 20 hotels, it's not taking us more than, you know, three, three hours, four hours. And I think 20 hotels would pay at the, at the old rate was paying almost $250. And I think that's a great way that where you and your girlfriend can, can sit down together mm-hmm. and, you know, and have this location to make a business together. Because I think a lot of times, you know, in, in a relationship, the guy really wants to go gun ho over this you know this online business and a lot of times the girlfriend says you know what i don't have any technical experience i don't have any internet experience but they do i mean every single girl i know can you know loves to browse um hotel websites and you know and dream about where to travel to yeah so where we're gonna take them (laughs) and all you're really asking them to do is write down 10 or 15 things they like about that hotel yep exactly and i think the nice thing is too is um I've been talking with a couple of members who have girlfriends and the, the thing kind of holding them back from moving to a place like Chiang Mai is their girlfriend because, you know, if you don't see money coming in from this business yet and you have a, it is hard, I think, to just pick up and leave. Um, but I think what is a nice compromise is where I hate doing the desk work um, because it's not what I want to be focusing on my stores. I know it brings in money and I know it keeps, I think, my my kind of girlfriend at peace knowing that. Even if the stores aren't going well, as I'm working on them, we have a hundred, two hundred dollars, however much a day coming in in steady income. So it kind of, I think, you know, alleviates that kind of worry from them, uh, from her particularly um, about taking a leap to, you know, a foreign country. And it's a great as a backup too, because so let's say you know your dropship stores start doing really well and you start making you know five thousand dollars a month from it, you might stop doing these Odesk gigs completely because you want to enjoy your time. But yep. if for whatever reason, you know, this, the traffic stop, stops coming in or you have a slow month, you can always just pick that back up again. 
For sure. And, and that's the thing is the ODS literally has, I mean, I think every day there's, in my 10 categories, I think there's, a, I don't know, 100 new jobs posted. So of that, I probably want to do 10 of them. You know, I don't want, I don't want to do all of them because some of them are quite low pain. Um, but just the fact that I could just literally, like you said, hop on, find a job within a day and be right back to work um, is nice. I think the other thing that I forgot to mention is with Odesk, they hold the money for, I think, like two to three business days. But, but once they once it's kind of released into your account, uh, you can send it to your PayPal account instantly. It, there's no delay on anything like that. So I have a PayPal debit card for my business. Mm-hmm. And so like the Odesk money, if it's in my account, uh, you know, literally right now, I could send it over, it'd be in my account in five minutes, and I can go use my debit card at McDonald's or Walmart or pay my hotel room, whatever. It's done instantly. And so that is a nice, very nice thing to have when you want that money coming quickly, not having to wait, you know, two, three weeks to get it, yeah. like a normal job. I mean, so if somebody's unemployed right now and they're like, okay, I need money to pay rent, they can go look for a job, you know, and it's going to take a few weeks to find, you know, get a an interview and then you have to wait around for a few weeks to get that job approved and you start working and you still don't get a paycheck for another two weeks after that. Uh, So this idea is actually great for, for anyone who needs money, you know, basically right away. I mean, cause let's say, let's say you've never done this before and you're like, I need some, some cash online. I'm going to quit my job today. How long realistically would it take you to, to, to fill out your Odesk profile, find a job, apply for it, do the gig and start getting paid. Um, I would say I had mine done within a day. I mean, I had mine, you know, I don't know if maybe if you've never been around a computer before, it might take you a little bit longer, but I mean, the, the old desk profile is very straightforward. It takes you by a step-by-step kind of process. Like, you know, thank you for filling out your name. We'd like to, like to direct you to some of the skill tests to take now. Um, after your skill test, now that you've done this, we'd like to encourage five that we feel would work for you. I mean, it, it's very direct. It tells you, you know, exactly where to go. And usually employers get back to you within, I found it best to, if the job's more than two days old, don't apply to it. They've already hired someone. Um, and the nice thing is actually, if you click on top of a job, it'll show if the position's been filled or not. It actually shows when they hire someone, it tells you that someone's been hired. So you know not to kind of waste your time applying to it. Um, but, you know, most people get back to you within 12 hours and you're starting that day. Um, every employer I've ever had paid me the very next day. I my work that night when I wake up in the morning um, takes two, three business days to clear. So realistically, you could have money as little as five days if you get a job. You know, the day you did um, within five days, you'd have money in your account. I, th- I think that's cool. So for anyone that's listening right now that you know wants kind of the quickest way to start making money online, I would definitely recommend going this route. Go on Odesk, you know, see what skills you have, uh, but. Obviously, this isn't something that you'd want to do forever, right? I'm um, no. I mean, I while I can write quickly, and I think I, you know, that's one of my skills. I can, you know, kind of fluff things up. I make, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's I hate writing. I I, I don't like it. You know, it's just everyone kind of can, they can do things that they they don't like for a certain time. And I I realize right now that. As I'm doing like these articles, I, I do five articles a day right now just to kind of you know keep the money coming in. But I can just feel myself starting to hate it more and more each day. And so um, I'm hoping, you know, by the time I get to Chiang Mai, that this will kind of be done. But uh, who knows? So 
with your so let's go back to your dropshipping stores because that is basically the the end goal is to have that built up where you know it can be you know pretty much semi passive income. I mean, when you got your first sale, it was how many months ago? Uh, I mean, how many how many months after you you started Anton's course did it take? Um, if I remember correctly, I think I got a sale in October, like the end of October. Okay. But um, with my stores, I've never uh, done anything with websites before. I I personally feel like I'm I know computers very well, but I can't. And so I actually really messed up my first store, and I still got a sale. Um, and it's the same store I have now. Once I corrected everything. Um, it's the store that's been on track, you know, two, three thousand dollars a month profit. Nice. Um, you know, you, you cut but, off, you cut off for a second. What, what did you say was the major problem? How did you mess up the store? Yeah, I messed it up the first time. So I've actually had to fix this particular store. This is the store I've had from day one. Okay. Uh, I stuck with it. Uh, I've messed up. I've had to shut down this store twice to redo everything. There's complete major overhauls. The first time was because, uh, I got confused <laughs> with the UPC codes, the SKU numbers, and the MP numbers. Okay. Um, and so there's a very specific way to put all that information in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously Google Shopping can read it correctly. I had basically every number wrong so that my item was not showing up with my other, like against my competition. Oh, that makes sense. So for those, <laughs> for those don't know, who don't know what, what these acronyms stand for, uh, I mean, first, don't worry about it because I didn't know what what any of these stood for before either. Like UPC is those those uh, the barcode on yep. an item. Uh, MPN stands for manufacturer's part number. I mean, did you did, did you know any of this stuff before you started this the store? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I I would say you know don't ha- you know don't have that be a deterrent, but learn from our mistakes. I mean, you know, if you sign up for Anton's method, you know, do look at Michael's thread and. You know, say, okay, you know what? I won't mess this part up. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing that made it a little more difficult for me is the very first supplier I got sent me like 1,200 products. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, if you get like a CSV of 1,200, you've never seen these numbers before. Um, you know, I was like, oh, I, just, I was so gung-ho. Like, I, I just, I finished the CSV that night, you know, in one sitting. And, but the problem is I did the whole thing wrong. Um, and so I probably, like, now looking back on it, I should have just asked some a little bit of guidance, you know? <laughs> Um, on the CSV, but that whole store was listed completely wrong. And like I said, I still got a sale, I think within like six weeks of starting my store up. That's still very cool. Uh, so for, for those don't know, who don't know, a CSV is basically an Excel file that has all the product descriptions. So let's say, you know, you're selling like laptops, uh, not that you would, but you know, it would just have all the different part numbers, all the different models and a description in Excel spreadsheet. So you can just upload it straight away to your store what i would yep. actually recommend people do is especially for their first store just to manually upload products in the beginning uh, it takes a lot longer but then you can really learn the process and i i really feel like the the reason why i did well is because i put in that sweat equity i you know i i stayed up and i you know manually uploaded 100 products and you don't mess up as much when you're when you're uploading things manually one by one, because you start, you know, thinking, okay, am, am I am I doing this correctly? Um, but after that, you know, I would say for, you know, for future suppliers, future stores, after you've learned that process, then definitely, you know, take the shortcut, you know, and and do the the one click upload with with a CSV file. Yeah, and I would say the nice thing about the CSV file is if you have a great supplier, it's the fact that. 
they put images in the CSV file. And so when you upload it, you automatically have, you know, four or five, you know, great photos for your site. You don't have to go Google for them. Um, that personally is like always a nice thing. I've only had one supplier do it, but I've known quite a few people who, who luck out and they get that all the time. So I would say the, the pros and cons of that, it's definitely great uh, to get started faster, but also remember that uh, it makes it easier for other people to do that as well. Uh, so sometimes it's actually better to have a supplier who's a pain in the butt that doesn't give you anything <laughs> and yeah. because then there's a huge barrier to entry. So if someone else you know, thought about selling this product, it's first off, you're going to have unique images, you're going to have unique descriptions. Uh, and I mean, even getting back to the, the hotel descriptions, a lot of people you know, are wondering why, you know, why these sites will pay you to write a uh, unique description when they could just copy and paste it from the, you know, from the uh, hotel. But the reason yep. for that is because Google likes to see unique written descriptions, and that's how you, you basically show up on the first page. Without a doubt, and I think that's definitely. So what I personally did is, you know, I didn't really know that when I first started, and as I was reading through the forums, I, I mean, I figured that out. That's something people learn quickly. Uh, I then I hired a VA to go through every single product I had, and they rewrote the description. Oh wow! That's um, cool. Because hey. of that, because I did the whole mass CSV file, but if I I just manually did it myself like you did, um, I would have maybe taking a little bit longer, but it probably would have been done correctly. And I definitely wouldn't be paying someone else to go, go and do it for me afterwards. But, uh, so your VA, your virtual assistant, what, what country are they from? Um, I actually just got rid of her, but, um, her work kind of dropped off recently, but the best place I've found is from the Philippines without a doubt. And the reason for that is because their English and writing is light years ahead of any almost anybody you could find you know from India or other kind of countries like that where you can get cheap labor uh, but it's still pretty cheap I mean like what do you what do you pay her an hour what, what were you paying her oh I actually think it's cheaper uh, I paid her 40 hours of work a week I paid her 50 bucks what yeah I know I told Anton that too he couldn't believe it <laughs> that's insane so what is that per hour I don't know, dollar fifteen maybe. That is insanely. Cheap. <laughs> yeah, and, and and to be honest, that's what she started off at, and she would have stayed at that. I personally, I couldn't handle that. Bringing in a decent money, and I was like, I'm two hundred dollars a month for hours of work. Like it wasn't sitting well with me, mm -hmm. and so I had moved her up to, uh, I think I moved her up to eighty five. This like, recently, because I had four months recently, just before I let her go, and. um but yeah, I moved her up to 85 and she was so grateful for that. That was like the biggest blessing ever or yeah. something. And, and but, it was nothing. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and you know what? What's really cool about this? I remember when I hired my first employee, uh, I actually hired my first one off of Odesk. Um, oh, okay. And then, you know, I felt nice. I mean, because she was this, you know, old lady. I think she was in her 60s and she's she was divorced and, you know, basically working I, out of her home office, you know, not really having any, any jobs because nobody would hire her because she didn't have any experience. And, yep. you know, I was, I was paying her quite a bit for, you know, for answering my calls and doing a lot of my customer service, mainly because I was traveling and I didn't want to do anything myself. Uh, and I wanted a native English speaker to, you know, to really train and grow with me. Uh, and I'm actually kind of happy that she found a full-time job because she wasn't very good. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I hired this Odessa lady because I wanted to, to travel and, and not really do any work, you know, because so I was willing to pay her a lot more money because she's from the US and she had like a, you know, she was a native English speaker. And I was kind of hoping that I can groom her into a, you know, an employee to really just take over the business. And uh, fortunately, she actually got another job somewhere else uh, full time. And my new, the new person I hired uh, from Washington, also in the US, so much better and actually half the price. So paying them more isn't always, you know, always a a good thing. Uh, but oh, I, for sure, for sure. I do agree. I would feel bad paying someone a dollar fifteen an hour as well. Yeah, and the hard thing is that I mean, the, I mean, the good thing was it was some of the most intelligent questions I've ever had asked me by this Filipino VA. And what I actually did is I actually just sent her a video on YouTube uh, about how to do a CSV file. And I told her I said, "Watch this." I sent her a, a CSV file of five hundred products, and she finished it within five hours just from watching a video and giving her something to do and she was done. And it was, I was sold right there. <laughs> That's cool because I never want to have to do my own CSV files. Uh, you know, I, so it's nice being able to, to know I could pay someone five bucks or 10 bucks and, and just have them do it for me and not think about it. Yep. All right, so your Josh Jimmy stores, how many sales are you making per week now on average? Um, at my high, I was, Almost at a sale a day. I was at six a day, uh, six a week. I'm sorry. Um, right now, I'm fluctuating between like three to five. I just, I'd say four, but I'm between three to five a week. Um, these last two days, for example, I've had a sale each day. Um, but today, I've had two add to carts, one person reached checkout, but no luck yet on that sale. Okay. But you know what? That's actually, that's not bad. That's, you know, that's definitely somewhere to celebrate. I would say the next big level would be to definitely get on average one sale a day. Uh, do you think it's because you need to get more traffic? You need to optimize your store for, for conversions or is the niche just kind of maxed out? Um, I think personally that I have to optimize my site a little better. Um, like, uh, as I said earlier, my AdWords traffic was like at 80 to 100 bucks a day. Uh, I've cut down, and I was averaging like 180 people a day. Um, and my personal belief is just, if you have 50 visitors, you should be able to get a sale. Yes. If your site is you know, optimized. I think at converting at 2% is maybe higher than the average. I think 1% might be the average, but I don't think that's unreasonable. Um, and so when I was getting 180 people a day and no sales, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm obviously doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cut back on top a couple of those collections where I thought about maybe I should just cut it out completely because I'd, I'd be in a profit. Um, but because I do have the old desk job, I didn't want to give up too soon in case it was happened to be a great niche to be in. Um, and so I'm, my AdWords are now down to 35 bucks a day. I dropped a couple clicks down to like 15 cents a click, mm-hmm. that cheap. And uh, I'm still averaging about 90 to 110 visitors a day. Okay, and and we could definitely get that, you know, that percentage up. I'll, I'll take a look at your site again uh, later today when I have time, because you could de- I could I could definitely see you getting two percent conversions. That's what I I get two percent or higher for all my stores now, and you know really that's after Great. after optimizing it and doing everything. Uh, for anyone that has a dropshipping store ready, you can check out optimizedlikeaboss.com. Uh, that's the video course that, that I did, um, you know, basically showing an example of some of the stores I have and. And what I do to my stores to optimize for conversions. Yeah, and um, 
I personally, I actually don't have your course, but I'm in a mastermind group where, like, I think I'm, th- I'm I think I'm the only person without it, and everyone cannot rave enough about um, the very in-depth videos you go through. So, I mean, I, I would highly recommend it as well, just because I know a couple of very close DSL members who are having su- success with their stores, and they credit that course quite a bit. Yeah, and I'm really glad that they are getting success for it because that's actually the only marketing we do. Uh, this is probably one of the, the first times I've mentioned on the podcast. Uh, it's mainly because, <laughs> you know, I don't want someone going to buy it if they don't have a store yet at, at all, or they, you know, or they just started. I want them yep. just to follow Anton method, and because that's how I mean, that's how I learned, and that's how you learned. So we know how you know yep. that's that's what works. Uh, so. I don't want really even want people finding optimized like a boss until they've made some sales and they're like, okay, you know, now I know this works. Now that I know I'm making money. Uh, how can I take it one step further? Yeah, for sure. And I think if and if anyone is really serious about growing their business, you know, however you decide to reinvest your profits back into your business, it could be getting your course, it could be increasing your AdWords budget. I mean, trying out new marketing techniques. I think I would just really, really recommend it just to see how big you can get this thing. You know. Yeah, so realistically, you know, you can make these stores into whatever you, whatever you want them to be. You know, for people like like me who value their time and location independence and being able to travel, you know, I'm happy making five thousand dollars a month. I mean, there's no way I'm gonna spend more than that. I mean, even three thousand dollars a month, I'm I'm perfectly happy with. For a person like Michael that has a family, you know, I could definitely see you wanting you know more than three thousand, you know, at least five thousand a month. So you can do whatever you want, live in nice places. But for some people, there's actually a guy in New York who he doesn't care about traveling at all. I mean, he doesn't care about you know the location, location independence. He just wants to make as much money as he can. So what he does is he has ten niche stores, nice, <laughs> which takes forever. I think he's you know he works at least eight hours. He probably works like ten hours a day running these stores, but he's making a killing. Uh, so you know, I would say at the end of the day. It's a benefit of having a dropshipping store that you can be location independent, and you can travel, and you can, uh, you know, have location arbitrage. But but you can basically do whatever you want with it. For sure, and and I think the nice thing too is is like my personal store. I think you asked like what I kind of think if I capped out or not. I I don't think this store will break uh, seven thousand a month. I just don't think it's that home run store. It's going to be bringing me you know six figures. You know. $20,000 a month. Um, I don't think it's that store, but I do think, you know, five to 7,000 is completely realistic. Um, and with that, I mean, if you decide to start up other stores and whatnot, and maybe that store is only making $1,500 or, or, you know, maybe a thousand dollars, but it's still profit, you know, you, then with the big store, you know, $5,000, $7,000, you can choose what you want to do with that store. Do you maybe just want to sell it off for, you know, a quick profit? Do you want to, you know, just stop doing it all completely because it's not worth your time. Maybe you want to invest and try and find another home run store. Um, but just finding that one store to get to that whatever kind of income you're looking to have, you can make so many more decisions based on once you reach there. You know, I think for a lot of people listening to this, I mean, they haven't, I would say most people on the forums that really follow your threads, you know, are just starting to make the first sales. Um, so your, your mastermind that you're in, how many people are in that? There are six, but I think one has to leave just because she's going to India. So uh, we'll be we'll be down to five. Okay. And out of those those six people, how many of them are actually making sales already? Um, they're all making sales, but I think only one other person has like a pretty profitable store. 
Um, but all of them are making, they've all made sales. Not like they're waiting to make one or anything like that. It was a pretty, actually, it was a good group of people. Okay. I, I think that's cool. And how did you guys all meet? Oh, just through the forums. Um, it was actually, I don't know, it kind of started off like as a, almost like a, someone was joking around about starting one up or something. And somehow I got kind of like led to be like the kind of ringleader of the group. Um, kind of organized it together and you know, once they got together, it's I've actually got learned a lot from a mastermind group. If you can get a small group of people, um, especially with people with def- different kind of skills, like we have one person who's great in SEO, we have another who's a great coder. Um, it just if they if everyone can kind of kind of bring different things to the table, you end up learning so much. And um, each of our mastermind chats, for example, we've had three. We have one not this Thursday, next Thursday coming up. We try to do one every two weeks. But uh, every single one so far has gone past two hours, wow. two and a half hours. We've had to, I've had to kind of like, you know what, I got stuff to do. <laughs> this is too long. We'll, we'll carry it over. So you guys just do it over like Skype or Google Hangouts? We use Google Hangouts um, just because we share some of the documents through the Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I guess the screen share is a little bit easier um, yeah, on Google sense. Hangouts. And so we do that as well. Okay. And do you guys, do you share your niches openly with, with all these guys in the group? Um, I have, I was very reluctant just because of what happened before, you know, with my, my old business. Um, but after just kind of getting to know them all, um, you know, I shared it, I opened it up, um, for those who are not as, you know, trusting or whatnot. Um, the thing we did talk about and the fact that everyone kind of agreed to it, I just kind of went with it was, um, but we never actually executed it was we all agreed to sign a non-compete clauses, Mm -hmm. you know, for five to seven years or whatever. Um, if we want to show the stores just to legally keep us, you know, safe and yeah, stuff. But definitely it never sense. came it never came to that point. So yeah. Okay. That's cool. I mean so I mean for those, you know, who haven't really got gotten to this stuff, I mean the reason why, you know, we don't like to openly talk about what our niches are is just because we don't want to we want people to think for themselves and get into their own niches. Because, I mean literally there are, you know, one million different niches in the world. And yeah. you know, is as as many as people who have shared their niches with me or given me like lists of ideas that they've uh, that they're thinking about starting, every time I see new ideas that I never would have thought of on my own, and you know, and there's absolutely no reason to try to you know, you know, try to compete with someone else. And I think that's kind of like a very low level thinking. I think those people might you know make a couple sales here and there, but I don't think any of them will actually ever really be successful uh, if. If they had the mentality that where they just want to leech off someone uh, or piggyback off someone, yeah, and, and I'd have to completely agree with that. On top of that, I mean, if this one person who's you know if you're trying to jump into that niche and they kind of probably already have somewhat of a grasp on it, and you're trying to jump in after them after they've established themselves after they're higher in the Google rankings after their website probably obviously has to look pretty good because they're converting. That's I mean, while they're making sales, it doesn't mean that just by trying to jump in and take some of the sales from them, you will as well. Yeah, and a lot of them have, you know, relationships with suppliers. Um, for, for some of the the suppliers I've had for a year that I made consistent sales for, I saw, you know, sites pop up trying to compete and try to, you know, and really just trying to copy uh, my store. I just basically called my supplier and said, hey, like these guys are, you know, you know, basically just trying to leech off my business. You know, is there something we could do about it? And they say, yeah, you know, we can, you know, we can basically give you better pricing and them worse pricing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And because of that, you know, I'm, I'm making more money now. So even if they do 
let's say they, they, they might leech one out of 10 sales off of me, their ad prices are going to be so high and their margins are going to be so low that I guarantee within a month or two, they're going to look at it and they're like, why, you know, they're like, why am I even in this niche? It's wasting my time. And it's not worth it. Exactly. So I definitely encourage people to you know, really think outside of the box. And when you're doing your niche research, you know, have the mentality of thinking, okay, what kind of unique value can I bring to this industry? And, you know, cause I do believe that market timing is a, is a huge plus. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the reasons why some of my stores are doing well is because when I got into those niches, all the websites, all the competition, you know, sucked, you know, there yep. was, there was literally one that didn't have an online ordering system. <laughs> if you wanted to order the product, you had to print out a form and fax it in. Jeez. And you have a great niche. Yeah. <laughs> so <when laughs> That's I, awesome. When I saw that, I was like, look, if I just, you know, if I just make it so they could check out online, why wouldn't people buy from me instead? Now, you're not always going to find that. I mean, sure, there's not that many stores doing that anymore, but uh, there are, I mean, I, I still think the market timing is good. I mean, I'm sure if we got into dropshipping five years ago, it would have been even better, but... Yep. I think, I mean, right now, I mean, people, the people in your group, how long have they been doing it? Um, two, uh, one has been before me. Uh, the other two started around the same time me, and then the last two are uh, maybe three to four months, not that long. Okay, and, and they've been able to, you know, have some success. So it is still a good time to get into it. Um, have you met any of these guys in person yet? I have not. I'm uh, going to meet four of them at the retreat um and so well, i'm looking forward to that that'll be kind of cool um to see you know not just to see people on a video call, but actually see people face to face and get to hang out a little bit talk a little more business but um really looking forward to the retreat things gonna be great <clears throat> so the retreat is the uh dropship lifestyle retreat in thailand uh it's basically anton had announced it on one of the <clears throat> one of the previous podcasts and he was going to make it basically free for uh, for the first X amount of members, um, now it's it's not free anymore, and the main reason for that is because he's he's booking the the conference room, and he just needed to know how many people were coming, so he didn't want people yep. signing up last minute. But I, th I I think it's actually a great idea where if someone's just starting now, that they should just have that be a goal. You know, they should just say to themselves, okay, you know what, before October, let me just make you know enough money from the store where I can just pay for a trip to Thailand, and you know, not worry if it costs three hundred bucks or five hundred bucks. Oh, for sure. And I was actually surprised because um, on the forums, quite a few of the new members are buying the course, buying your course, and buying the retreat. Like, all is one big package. And I was, that kind of blew me away. Just I wasn't used to seeing that. But it's good that they're so excited. It gives them something to strive for, definitely. I, I definitely think that ever since Anton announced the, the Thailand retreat, people, it's lit a fire under everyone's asses. Uh. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. They don't want to be the one not there. Yeah, and they don't want to be the one that, you know, not there that or and they don't want to come and not have made sales already. They want True. to they want to come there with money that they made from their stores. I mean, exactly. And, and and that's, you know, my my goal personally at the time and I've had to kind of tweak my goals again because this one store's got just got out of control with ad costs. Um but my goal was to have five stores running smoothly at a profit to take there. So whatever I learn at the retreat, um, it's not going to just increase, you know, my one store sales, you know, double or get more double the traffic or whatever different kind of, you know, keynote speakers, whatever we learn there. But the fact that I could apply this to five stores across the board and just 
who knows how much increased my profit, five times, 10 times my monthly profit. Um, that was kind of my goal. And so now I've brought that down to, I'm looking for at like three stores to have just going I, smoothly when I get there. I, I think that three is the, the magic number. Anything more than that, it's people, people don't really focus on, on them. Um, even for me personally, I mean, at one point I had five stores, but I just basically got rid of the, the two that weren't making, uh, as many, you know, basically not worth my time. Anything that's yep. not making, you know, more than a thousand dollars a month. I, I don't want to focus on them because, you know, I, it just, I'd rather grow my main store and then like my two, I, I call them like satellite stores, things that I don't mentally focus on, but I just have them there in case one day, you know, I have free time and I want to work on them and, uh, I try to get some, some extra sales from them. But it's, it's one of those things where if you, if you, whatever you focus your time on, your energy on, and that's what's going to make you money. Oh, for sure. And, and that's something that where, you know, I've even thought about, I've tried to mention this to my friends to get them to do it as well. And it's, it's, it's so incredibly hard to get them, you know, to think outside of their day jobs or whatnot. Um, once you kind of get locked into that routine and, uh, you know, I've even thought as far as hiring, like a like a person or two to create more stores from me and pay them very well doing so. So if they want that, you know, that they have that need to be that eight hours a day steady paycheck type of worker, great. How can I benefit from that while still, you know, helping pay them and give them the life they want as well? Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, especially once you, you know, once you establish, you kind of, you know, you know the you know the routine and you know what needs to be done. I mean, you can I easily pay someone, you know, let's say they wanted to move out to, to Chiang Mai with you to be, an, like, you know, basically an intern or an assistant. I mean, yep. if you even if you pay them $1,000 a month, they can live decently well out here. Uh, and then you can give them, like, you know, maybe a um, a a 10% stake in the company as well where they can get 10% of the profits. That way they have an incentive to work harder. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, they can easily make, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a month. And they know that you know they have a guaranteed um income to pay their rent and pay their their flight and their food and everything but you know it there's really just kind of building your stores work for you oh for sure and then, and the other thing i was also thinking if besides like a stake in the company if you really wanted to sweeten the deal you know if you have someone you know making you two no, two new stores a month and or even one store a month um and so by at the end of a year you know you have 12 stores running um, why not sell off a store like what Anton talks about? Sell off a single store, you know, once you have that 12 set up. So one store goes out for a sale and for profit instantly. A new store comes in with your the person you hired um, and, and give them, you know, 10, 15% of that sale. Just even, you know, like think of it as a bonus. Yeah. And they get a bonus every month and that's for great. working so hard for you. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, a, that's like a $5,000 bonus every time you sell a store. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a small bonus. <laughs> that you know, that is a great idea. I, you know, I when you come out here and you ha- and you make that happen, uh, I would love to sit down with you for another interview and and figure out what the uh, I'll say the the big picture is. But as far as people you know getting started, don't dream too big right now. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Focus on one store. Yeah, but but know that the possibilities out there. I would say one hundred percent. If I was gonna suggest to someone, you know, the the steps to do is if you you know dream about having a location independent business or lifestyle and you want to come to a place like Chiang Mai or you know really anywhere in the world and you have a full-time job right now and you're worried about you know 
uh, you know, about the, un you know, instability of it, I would say, you know what, quit your job right now. I mean, just turn, you know, or get yourself fired so you can get unemployment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on Odesk, you know, start making, you know, 50 or 100 bucks a day, uh, you know, doing, you know, doing freelance jobs online and, and, and get used to being, you know, working out of a coffee shop or, you know, if you want, you can, as soon as you start making money, you can move out, you know, literally right away as long as you're making a thousand dollars a month there's no reason to, to stay there and with your yep. free time you know go you know work on anton's course work on the like the dropshipping stores uh and you'll continue to make money you know doing to freelance jobs through odesk a uh, while building your stores and eventually you know after three months or six months you can replace you can stop doing the freelance jobs stop training your time for money and stop writing for other people and making them money and you can just work on your businesses yeah, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, I know if I've tried to come out to to Chiang Mai, you know, multiple times, I cut kind of getting a hip, hiccup every now and then, especially with the family. And I just found that you know, the more you kind of wait, the more just reasons and excuses that pop up to why you can't go out there. Um, and you know, lucky enough for me, just I mean, lucky or unlucky, it had some kind of just some family things happen where it opened up the opportunity to come out there, and. I mean, I just got my ticket two days ago, so I'll actually be there July 10th. Oh, and my congratulations, family be... buddy! That, that's that's yeah. that's fashion now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I was planning on. Well, I was going to try to go to Europe with with you guys, um, but after thinking it through, I just thought I'd rather you know give my family like whatever they wanted. You know, we want to eat out. We want to live in a great, nice place. I'd rather spend that money there on them uh, with them um, than traveling Europe. I'll be able to see you guys when you guys get back to Chiang Mai, but um. Yeah, my ticket is July 10th. I'll be out there, and my family will be joining me uh, about f a month later. Um, my girlfriend and my my daughter are gonna go head up to Ohio to see uh, her parents because they haven't got to see you know their grandchild in a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, but they'll be joining me in, in August, and we'll be there till December at least. That is awesome, man. That is almost six months of of living abroad, and. You know, I guarantee you after that, you're going to start reconsidering. You're like, well, you know, do I really have a reason to move back? Oh, for sure. I mean, and I think that kind of bug is kind of getting my girlfriend a little bit. She's like, well, you know, what if we just love it there? Maybe we just, we stay there and we, you know, what if we go tra travel to the other parts of Southeast Asia? You know, what's in Vietnam or Cambodia? And she wants to see all these things. I was, you know, she was the one who was most hesitant at first. And now it's, I think it's really kind of opening her eyes and she's becoming pretty excited about it. Yeah, and I definitely see it's you know once you start making plans for it, and you know you, she sees that you know you're you not only do you have a profitable shopping shopping store, but you also have a backup plan with with Odesk. Yep. Now she doesn't really see any reason you know not to you know not to just make the jump. Uh, what the thing I would recommend is even if you think you're going to be going back in December, you know have your have your life back in Hawaii. Uh, so kind of designed so you don't have to go back if you don't want to. So I don't know if you're, you're planning on getting rid of your, your lease or, I mean, do you guys rent or own right now? It, it ends this month. That's why we're leaving. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yep. that's absolutely perfect. So just don't yep. have any attachments, don't have any real reasons to, to have to go back. And that way, you know, you have all the freedom in the world. For sure. And I actually want to recommend this to anyone listening to this. I know you have to get a visa, you know, the, the Thai visas, um, the double or triple entry. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think you go to LA for yours. Um, Hawaii on Oahu has a Thai consulate. It is supposed to be like the easiest place to get a triple entry visa. Oh, nice. Um, 
And so I actually just applied for it. Um, I should get mine back in the next like seven days they take to process it. Um, but I, from everything I talked with on top of the lady at the, at the Thai consulate, she said like triple visas are a piece of cake okay. from Hawaii. So if, if anyone's looking for that, I know it's a little bit out of the way and whatnot, but you can get you know, that no problem where I've heard some people have harder times getting more than like a double visa. Yeah. And you can do it through mail as well. So even if you live in New York, you can just mail it over. Yep, exactly. I like it. Thanks so much for the advice, Michael. That super cool that you're on the show. I look forward to having another podcast with you once you actually settled in Chiang Mai. Uh, and I'm excited you coming out here, buddy. I mean, you're, you're definitely yeah. a huge success story and, and great inspiration and motivation to other people. Yeah. I mean, thank you for having me on here. And, um, you know, thank you for just you helping me out, especially when I started and Anton just creating this course. If anyone's has any doubts, check out the course. You you won't be disappointed. Yeah, and that's at AntonMethod.com, or you can just go to uh, the recommended resources page on uh, either my blog um, JohnnyFD.com or TravelLikeABossPodcast.com. This is episode. What did I say? It was thirty thirty six. We'll have show notes yep. and uh, links to everything. Um, if you do end up signing up for the course or for Shopify or anything. Uh, I would appreciate it if you guys did it through my my link in the uh, recommend resources page so I can get credit for it. All right, and that's it, about it, buddy. Uh, anything else you want to shout out, or do you have a blog or anything that that you're starting up? Um, I actually, we actually are a blog. Um, haven't decided on the name yet, but uh, we think it's going to be a uh, traveling abroad in diapers. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, just there's quite a few blogs, obviously about I think you know more single men or women traveling throughout the overseas, but um. Not that much stuff out there for families, and so um, just a, little, a unique perspective on all the kind of trips and whatnot that we'll be taking to uh, throughout the, our time in Southeast, Southeast Asia. Okay, cool. And we'll keep an eye out for that. And for those guys who are part of Anton's course or are going to sign up for it, uh, take a look for Michael's thread on the forums. It's uh, currently 255 threads long, and it's called My, <laughs> My Progress So Far, started by Michael Coglin, September 2nd, and still going strong today. Yeah, 8,000 views or something. Nice. All right, peace out, guys. Mike, thanks for being on the, on the show. All right, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.